Welcome to the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. Here are your hosts, Elder Nicholas Olson and Elder Clark Stewart. Welcome to the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. This is your hosts, Elder Stewart and Elder Olson. Hey everyone, welcome back today. Today we got an absolute powerhouse lined up for you. But before, as usual, let's kick it over to our sons in Ramanskaya for the mission scripture. Thanks, Dad. We'll take it from here. This is Elder Woodward. And Elder McVean. And today we have the privilege of reading the mission scripture with you all. Behold and lo, I have much people in this place in the regions round about, and an effectual door shall be opened in the regions round about in this eastern land. Therefore, I, the Lord, have suffered you to come unto this place, for thus it was expedient in me for the salvation of souls. All right, everyone. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Love you, Dad. Bye, Dad. Love you. Thank you, Elder Wilbur and Elder McVean, for reading our mission scripture. You know, Elder Olson, you did a fantastic job training Elder McVean. Man, I could say the exact same thing about you and Elder Woodward. Well, thank you very much. Elder Stewart, you know what they always say, the sons always turn out to be better than the fathers. Well, all right, with that, everybody, let's go into our first interview of the podcast. We're here with Sister Early. All righty, everyone, welcome back. We're here with Sister Early right now, and we've got some good questions lined up today. Sister Early, welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, this is early. Do you kind of want to just uh, introduce yourself to the mission a little bit more? Maybe for a couple of minutes, just kind of talk a little bit about where, you know, where you've come from, who you are, all that good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm Sister Ertley, and I've been on my mission for about 10-ish months now, almost 10. Um, I'm from Utah. Sheesh. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, from West Jordan, Utah. I've lived there for eight-ish years. Before that, I lived out east. I lived in Connecticut and Pennsylvania so that my dad could go to school out there. It was way fun. Um, that's sweet. Yeah. And I've got a nice little family. Got through two sisters and one little brother, and he's the baby, and we all adore him. That's about it. That's nice. Nice awesome mm -hmm. well all right sister early we have some good questions for you today okay and so we're excited to, to hear your responses well i hope they're good so <laughs> <laughs> well we'll hop right into it then with our first question sister early when was the first time you realized that you wanted to serve a mission and what made you decide to serve this is a good question because i don't have a definitive answer i just Ever since I was really young, I've always wanted to serve a mission. I don't really know exactly when it started, but I remember singing the I hope they call me on a mission, that song, um, in primary. And I just, like, always have always wanted to serve a mission. And as I've grown up, that desire never really went away. And it was just always something in the back of my mind. I planned a lot of life things around it, a lot of school around it, a lot of work around it. Um, cause I just really wanted to come here. So, yeah. That's awesome. I think that's cool. How that song really came to life for you. It's yeah. Classic. All mm. right. Moving on to the second question then. So sister, you've been, uh, in Kohoski for quite a while now. How long have you been there? My whole mission. It's been, yeah, yeah maybe seven months. I don't know. I've never left. Crazy. That's right. So what is the biggest blessing or your favorite memory you have since you've been serving there? Man, there are so many. 
it's such a cool experience to serve in one place for a long time. You really get to see the progress of the ward and also of the people you teach and kind of just, and, and the number of people you teach and, and just the work you do. But also like, it's really cool to see the members, see how much I grow as well. Thinking back to the first time I gave a testimony in, in sacrament meeting and thinking to how I progressed now and the relationships I made since then um, have been really cool to see. One of my favorite memories from Kahovsky is with one of our investigators, Liana. Um, she is totally awesome. And we just have such a good time with her. She loves to play Monopoly. Um, so one time mm-hmm. after a good game of Mono- or a good game of volleyball, we went back to our church, Prehod, and we played Monopoly. And what ended up happening, the elders brought one of their contacts as well. So basically, Sister Winter and I Liana, the elders and their contact. What ended up happening was Liana and I teamed up, the elders teamed up, and Liana and the elders' contact teamed up. And we played a rough game to the death. And Liana and I ended up taking over the whole board and absolutely destroying everybody. It was way hard for a minute. Sister Winter put up a really good fight. But in the end, um, Liana and I pulled through, and it was just a really fun day with fun memories. And um, I just really love the relationships I've been able to make while I've been here. That's epic. Monopoly's been a favorite of ours during quarantine, so yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> All right, Sister Early. Now we're going to throw you through the face cycle a little bit for our next question. Um, we want to know, when on your mission have you felt the most challenged, and why was it so challenging? Mm. No, there have been lots of times I've been challenged. Um, one thing that comes to mind right away is having to deal with other people's freedom of choice and having to sit there and have this amazing message and have this amazing knowledge and truth and have a testimony that it's true. And then I have to sit there and look at someone and they have to, and they tell me that they don't believe it. Um, They tell me that it's not for them. Um, They don't want to keep up with commitments, that kind of stuff. And it's really hard to see. Um, And it's something that I've kind of had to deal with and just be like, it's okay. Like, it's not, it's nothing personal, but it's really hard to watch people kind of um, lose their, not lose their salvation. I don't really know the right way to word this, but um, just knowing that you can't control people. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Just, just having to have this great and wonderful thing that you want to share so badly that you're basically shoving in people's faces, like, take this, take this. It's, it'll give you immense joy um, and then have them not accept it. Um, and having to rely on the Lord to know that he knows what he's doing and he knows how this person is feeling and he knows the best time for them. And he also knows um, that he's given us this, this agency, this freedom of choice to, um, to choose him. And that in the end, that's what, that's what means a lot to him. I think is that we choose him and that we're not forced to. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Unfortunately, we're to the last question already. So our fourth and final question for you today is, Sister Ertley, if you could give any piece of advice to a new missionary, what would you say to them and why? Wow. I feel like I'm still a new missionary, so I don't even know. Um, us too. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. It's true. Dang. You guys are going home so soon. I can't even imagine. 
Okay. My advice would be to do the little things every day that build up to a big thing. For example, if you want to read the Book of Mormon, you read the Book of Mormon every day, even though um, it might be hard, even though you've had a really tough day. You read it every day because further along the line, you will read it multiple times. Um, and really getting to know Preach My Gospel really well, especially the goal-setting principles in there. Um, I think that's really important to keep you motivated on your mission and to also really see progress, not only in the language, not only in teaching ability, but really in yourself and your testimony and how close you come to Christ on your mission. That's what I would say. Out of small things proceedeth that which is great. That's some awesome advice, Sister Hurtley. Thank you. (laughs) That was awesome. Well, thank you for jumping on the show today. We're excited to see what the rest of your mission holds, what are areas you'll serve in, and what the future of the mission holds. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you, guys. I couldn't have done it with my amazing companion, Sister Winter, right here, giving me moral support. (laughs) That's right. That's what companions are for. Boom, boom, boom. What are we saying, guys? (laughs) All right, sweet. Well, thank you guys for hopping on today, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Elder Stewart, that was an awesome interview. She's been a Kohovsky for a long time. That's right, Elder Olson, but not quite as long as Elder Gilmore. True that. All right, today we got something new for you for our midway break. We got the weather report today lined up. So let's start off with our mission weather report by heading over to Nizhny with other spores and other hawk. Hey, it's Elder Spores. And it's Elder Hawk in Nizhny Novgorod. And we've got the weather report for you today. It's hard to describe, but all I can say is the sun is dazzling off Elder Hawk's bedazzling brown eyes. Oh, you're too kind, Elder Spores. <laughs> How are we looking down under, Elder Chick? Thank you. Yeah, look. Hello, Jason. How's the weather here? The weather is fantastic. Thank you so much. I think that says it all. How's the weather in Kaluga? In Kaluga, she's been a bloody scorcher. Bit of a slip, slop, slap and grab your togs kind of moment. Good way to start summer, though. Let's go over to Smolensk. Hey, uh, Ella Fletcher. So, uh, how's the weather looking? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Nice. Now we go to the APs. Man, the weather's sounding gorgeous around the Russia-Moscow mission today. As for here in the Tverskoye Rayon in Moscow, it is absolutely stunning with not a cloud in sight. Elder Stuart, let's head over to you on the streets. All right, we're here on the streets of Moskow, Novoslobodskaya Ulitsa. We're sitting at about 22 degrees Celsius right now. Things are looking really good. Moscow's opening up. People are on the streets. We've been hit with some rain this season, but Elder Olsen, today is absolutely gorgeous. Stunning, Elder Stewart. And by the way, for us Americans, that's about 74 degrees. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into our final interview today with the beloved Elder Stowers. What's up, everybody? We are here with the one and only... Elder Stowers. Elder Stowers, welcome on, brother. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me today. Good to hear from you, man. Before we get into the good questions we got for you today, we just want to give you a quick minute to introduce yourself to the mission. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'm just a, just a hick from Logan, Utah, born and raised. Um, <laughs> and I came on the mission with, with Elder Olson and with the rest of the District J members um i've been here for 22 months I've served in um arbotsky kaluga yaroslavl international ward um and, and now fair um and I've, I've got a family of of six mom and dad 
um, two sisters and a younger brother. Um, and I, I love, I love anything outdoors. I love mountain biking, horseback riding, um, skiing, that kind of stuff. And I'm, uh, just super grateful. I've had, had the chance the last 22 months to, to be here with all of you and, and serve. And it's just, it's been a great experience so far. I'm glad to be here today and, and be able to chat with you a little bit. Awesome. Thanks so much, other Stowers. We're glad to have you on, man. All right. We have some pretty, pretty good questions for you today. We're excited to, to hear what you have to say. And I know the mission's really excited for this interview as well. So with that, other stars, let's get right into them. Our first question for you is what is your favorite high school memory and how has that memory helped you on your mission? Okay. Um, yeah. So in high school, I, I had a, a group of, of buddies that we, we did a lot together. We, we grew really close over the years and they were, you know, a big support to me, especially on coming on my mission. Probably one of the biggest reasons I, I was able to make it out on a mission. Um, and they've, they've been a huge support to me. And so we, we had this spot that we would often go to um, kind of almost every, like every week we would, we would spend time up in, in the mountains at this, this camping spot that we had, we had kind of created um, and, and built together. And I remember one night, this is after we had all, you know, received our mission calls. We were preparing to, to leave and graduation was just, I think the next week. Um, we, we had all, you know, drove up in our trucks and we're sitting around a fire um, together and, and we we're just chatting. And I don't really remember exactly how um, this all, how it all started, but we, we started talking about, you know, the gospel and this is kind of a, you know, pretty unusual or, or not not a buichna for, you know, a group of 12 guys to be, you know, talking about the gospel around a fire, just something that we didn't do very often. It was a little bit, you know, interesting, but we, we ended up talking for, oh, until like four in the morning. We, we all just were bearing testimonies and, um, you know, listening to talks. And it was just a really, really powerful night for us um, where we, we really just kind of strengthened our testimonies together and, and realized that the next part of our lives, this, this mission that we were about to go serve is it was important and it was what we were supposed to do. Um, and I think that's the first time I, I really realized for me, how, how much of an influence your friends or the people you surround yourself with can have an impact on you. I, I realized that my buddies at the time, they, they were pushing me, me to be better. And because I surrounded myself with those kind of people, I was able to to strengthen my testimony and, and eventually, you know, come out on a mission. And then I've, I've realized that even more as I've surrounded myself with, you know, the volunteers here, um, you know, coming into the MTC with, with my MTC group, with Elder Olson being my companion. Um, and then, you know, throughout my service, I have created these relationships where um, I, I just truly look up to a lot of these people here, the volunteers, and they've been a huge support. And so I think what that high school memory taught me is just the people you surround yourself with have a massive impact on, on your life and can, can really be a, a drive and a force of good and help you to, to become ultimately what you want to be and what Helping Father wants you to be. And so I think that's probably one of my, one of my favorite memories with my friends is just being able to, to um, be, up, be up at the camp spot together and, and just talk about those kind of things and, and grow. And it's something that I'm, I'm never going to forget. That's awesome. So when you guys, when you guys went up there, did you guys plan on sharing your testimonies or was it kind of more spontaneous? 
no, it was it was very spontaneous. We we would, we had just gotten finished um, shooting some shotgun, some shotguns and clay pigeons, and we had we had just cracked open some Mountain Dew, and we were roasting some hot dogs. And um, a week a week before, um, there was a you know a couple of events that took place that really I think kind of were eye openers and shook a, a few of us a little bit. And so because of that, we were just all very I don't know just somber, I guess. And um, we we were just, we had a lot of questions about the future and all of us leaving. And so it just kind of led into a, a really open conversation about how we were feeling. And then it led into, into gospel topics and that's kind of how it started. So. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us today. All right, moving on to the second question. So other stars, uh, you're famous for coining the phrase, expect miracles. <laughs> what does that mean to you? And how have you seen that on your mission? Yeah. Um, so I guess at the very beginning of when, when kind of expecting miracles really came about for me in my services, I remember I was on splits um, in Moscow and Elder, Elder Horgmo and I think Elder Maxwell were the zone leaders at the time. And we were walking around Park um, Saritina and Elder Hadfield, he's a, he's a previous elder that served um before us, he, he was visiting with his mother. And so we were walking around with some contacts and, and Elder Hadfield joined us. And me and Elder Hadfield were kind of lingering behind the group talking amongst ourselves. And I, I just asked him the question, you know, this is a great opportunity to have a, an older volunteer that had already served. And I wanted to get some, some wisdom, some advice from him. And so I asked him, what was the biggest advice he could give me for my mission? What, what's something that he wished he would have realized um, earlier? And he, he turned to me and he said, he he said, Elder Stowers, if you wake up every single day and you, you look for God's hand in your life and you expect miracles, um, it'll change, it'll change everything. And he said, I, I realized that I, I realized that a little bit too late. Um, and I, um, I just challenge you to do that. Just go out, go out and expect miracles. And that, that phrase really stuck with me and it, it hit me pretty hard. And I, I thought about that a lot about, you know, God's hand in our life and how that how that really does affect us, how he is super involved in our lives here as we're volunteers. And so later on, Elder Olson, um, he was sent to me in Kaluga and, you know, with Elder Maxwell, Elder, Elder Olson and a few, those, those transfers in Kaluga, I really started to see and witness the hand of God working and seeing that expecting miracles is a very real thing. Um, and that if you take the time every single day to look back, you know, it's very evident that he is, he is in the details. And so that's, that's really the start of, of, um, of expecting miracles for me. And it's, it's, it's grown. Um, and I've seen it time and time again in, in myself and my service, but also just in others and other volunteers as they've told stories and we've seen miracles across the whole mission. It's, um, it's just very evident that this is his work and he, he is with us and involved. And so that's, um, that's kind of the story behind, behind that phrase. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. It might sound like it might be time to print some more of those bookmarks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's move on to our next question on our stars. This one's a good one. What is the funniest story from your mission? Where was it and what happened? And this one, this one's difficult. I, um, you know, I, I probably could tell the story about when I, you know, watched Elder Olson try to try to down some holidays you know, that, that's a great one, but I, I, I think I'll spare him today and we'll, I'll tell a different one. But if you want to, 
ever hear about that one, just shoot me a call or a text and I can, I can tell you that story for sure. <laughs> um, Not cool, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the story I'd like to tell is my trainer, Elder Gein, um, he was a, he's, he's an interesting guy. He's, he's just a good, a good kid. Um, you two know Elder Gein. Um, and I remember in training, we, we had cockroaches in the Arbotsky apartment really bad. Um, we, we had no idea what to do. We, we would, you know, wake up every morning and, and go on like a full, full fledged attack on them and, and try to, you know, take them out, but it, it just was not working. And so the, the solution that we, we found, it was, it was in like December. And so it was pretty cold outside. We, we thought it'd be a good idea to open all the windows and turn off all the heating in the, in the apartment and try to freeze them out. And so we, you know, we bundled up that, that day and we, you know, put our, put our hats on our gloves on and some warm socks. And we sat through like personal study comp study with just the doors wide open. It was, it was freezing. Um, and we, uh, we let it sit all day. We went out to, you know, to our, did our normal things. We went out to go have some meetings. We came back and the doors were still open. It was just very, very cold in our apartment. You could see our breath. Um, and we went to bed that night uh, with like a few extra blankets on top of us. And we really thought this was going to work. We were, we were determined to, to beat the cockroaches. And I remember waking up that morning um, with my bed around, around my body, surrounding my body, it was completely hardened because it was frozen. And then where I was laying, it was indented because it was, you know, I was warm and it was just, it was, I can't even explain how, how cold it was in that apartment. Um, you know, even just getting up to go get in the shower was, it was a trek. And um, I remember after, you know, taking my shower and getting dressed and everything, I, I walked into the kitchen at her, at her Gein had his feet in the oven with the oven full blast because it was just, it was so cold. Um, and for the record, we, we did, you know, the cockroaches, they, they slowed down. We didn't see very many after that. We, we only could last for about 48 hours with, with that kind of cold, but that's just something, that's a memory that I think I'll, I'll never forget that, um, just the, the freeze out with, with other Gein and the, and the cockroaches. And so. Classic other Gein. That's awesome. That sounds very, very other Gein like. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, other stars, we're to your last question today, unfortunately, already. But our final question for you and our traditional one that we always ask is, if you could give any piece of advice to a new missionary, what would you say to them and why? Okay. Um, well, I mean, this is, this is going to be pretty, I don't know, cliche, but I, I would say just expect miracles, I guess. Um, I think um, – we, we sometimes forget whose work this is and who, who we have on our side. I, I tend to, to oftentimes forget, you know, how, how important this work is and, and what we're actually doing. Um, but I, I really can promise and, and, and say that as we look for God's hand in our life, um, it, it's, it is very, very evident and invisible. Um, and I guess just for, for a new person coming in with, with that much time and, and, and potential ahead of him, I, I would just hope that he takes every chance he can to, to really expect those miracles and to, to, you know, set goals and, and push yourself and, and give the Lord, um, let him, let him work and use you as an instrument. Um, and just be, be ready and, and be proactive about, about the work and about expecting those miracles. It, it takes hard work, but it, 
it uh, it pays off. And so I would just say, expect miracles and and go out there and have a great time and, and look for his hand in the work because it's there. Thanks, Elder Stowers. There you go, everybody. Expect miracles. Words from Elder Stowers right here. It was awesome, man. It was sure great to have you on the show today. This mission super grateful for your friendship, your kindness, your leadership, and your example to everyone. So keep it up. We sure love you. Thanks so love much, you, guys. Stowers. Thank you. Man, Elder Stowers, we've had some awesome people on the show lately. Elder Stowers was special today. It really took me back to the MTC in Kaluga, man. Special times, Elder Olson. Well, with that, as we end off our episode today, Russia-Moscow Mission, let's go to our favorite final segment, Pulling the Names. Who will be our next interview next week? Here we go, Elder Stewart. What you got for us? Okay. Our first interview next week will be... Sistra Nikiferova! Woo! Ura! Vot. All right, Elder Stewart. I got a second one. Ooh, coming in hot, all the way from the south, coming in from Baronish, Elder Fuller. That's our boy! There we go, everybody. Sister Nikifirva and Elder Fuller for next week. All right, we just want to give a big shout-out and a thank you to Elder Mosier, as always, for helping us put these together, and to all of you for listening in. With that Russia-Moscow mission, go out there and let's create history. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Russia Moscow Mission Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week as well for a brand new episode. My name is Elder Tude, and I'm here with Elder Red the Third. Until next time, stay sane out there. <laughs> <laughs>